<laughs> You're listening to The Dollop. This is a bi-weekly American history podcast. Each week, I, comedian Dave Anthony, read a story from American history to my friend... Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. Also a comedian. What is Jose doing? He's trying to eat the wires. Cause he's, well, that's not helpful. Well, he's a hungry boy. He's a growing boy. Should he have this? Is this a thing a cat should have? Yeah. Well, wait. What, for, how dare you? The other day when I was at your place, on the ground, we'll for your dog right to back. eat... No! God, you want to hit a dude? I'll do one bottle. <laughs> people say this is funny? Not Gary Gareth. Dave, okay. Someone or something is tickling people. Is it for fun? And this is not going to become the Tickling Podcast. Okay. You are Queen Fakie of Made Up Town. All hail Queen Shit of Liesville. A bunch of religious virgins go to mingle. And do what? Pray. Hi, Gary. No. Missing done, my friend. No. No. <laughs> Support for the was dollop. the jerky packet thing, the thing that goes in the like jerky packet that's like, do not consume, do not eat. That was just chilling on your floor. It's because I had to buy a new microphone. Did your dog read English? Did you buy a new microphone? Does your dog read English? Did you pay for that? Does your dog read English? Yes, as a matter of fact, my dog does read English. Well, then I am standing corrected. 1924! Ooh. How you doing, girl? Good, I like that one. Good. You okay, girl? I'm a boy. Oh. James W. Cole was born in North Carolina. Okay. He went to high school in Kinston, and that's uh, when he began his criminal record at the age of 17. Okay. Going right into this. Great. It's a good age. Uh, to start crime? Yeah. Yep, I agree. It's the right time. Uh, he was charged with assault in 1940, but was not prosecuted. Got out of it. Okay. Probably he was like, oh, I didn't mean to, you know, hit him. I'm young. He did something. Where is like he that. from? Uh, he's from North Carolina. Okay. Uh, in early 1941, he was charged with reckless driving and driving without a driver's license. <laughs> okay. So that's yeah another thing he did. Yeah. In November 1941, he was charged with perjury to obtain a chauffeur's license. He's getting classier in his crimes. <laughs> there's a certain there's a growth yeah, that I'm enjoying. Up, taking it up a notch. Yeah. Uh, I wonder. I wonder what he, he perjured though to get a, a chauffeur's. I mean, <laughs> I mean, imagine what you just said. He perjured to get a chauffeur's license. Yeah, Is really, that what he did? He really wanted to drive people around. How did he? Where? <laughs> what? Uh. Welcome to the court of driving. <laughs> Today on Driver's Court, uh, Mr. Cole. As I'm going back through your record, I am noticing that you said you had a Class D license before. But as I'm looking at the legal paperwork, oh. I can see that you have misled the court. Oh, no, Your Honor. And you have perjured yourself. Your Honor. You have perjured yourself, and you will not be getting a chauffeur's no, license. I just want to be will, a chauffeur. You will not get a chauffeur's license. I am very upset with you. You, you. I, Is it because I'm white? It's because you lied. You perjured yourself. Did you listen to me, you stupid Racism. idiot? Racism. It's not right. Uh, uh, what do we say when it's done? Huh? I banged the gavel. What do I say? Court adjourned. Oh! I have Alzheimer's. <laughs> Stand for the judge who doesn't know who he is. Everyone lay down. Uh, so he purchased himself on a chauffeur's license, and that causes him to get his license revoked for a year. So the whole thing right. went tits up. Right, yeah. Well, yeah, there's got to be a punishment. Seems like you like driving. 
Uh, a month later, he was charged with resisting arrest and assaulting a police captain. That's tough. I mean, this is re- these are really starting to stack up a little bit. He didn't get punished. The, the result was that the court ordered him to buy a new set of false teeth for the cop. So, I mean, literally a sitcom plot? He is... <laughs> Wait. Amazing. That's yeah. what it should be. We well, should go back you, to that system. If you punch someone in the... Like if you... But with everything. With most things, not with everything. You know, you still yeah, got say something, murder. It's going to be tough. You got to cut his lawn for life. Make him a new baby, sir. I miss my brother. <laughs> uh, no, but that you like that you're, you know, whatever you whatever you do, you have to directly fix it. Oh, yeah. I like that. I'd like that. Yeah. You know, um, I think that happens breaking and entering. You got to fix the window and put everything back and kind of clean oh, it. Yeah, You got to come over and fix everything and then you can go to jail. Was this where your vase was, ma'am? Uh, no. Why are you? Uh, we're the guys who broke in. I know, you're scaring oh. me. Oh, yeah, no, well, we're violent criminals. All right, we're going to leave the vase here, bitch. Later. What? Don't shut the door, Harry. In 1943, Cole assaulted someone, and the court ordered him to pay the medical bills of the victim. This is great. <laughs> it's not that great. I mean, it's terrible. He's not getting, it's terrible. He's not it's getting t- the clue that he should stop <laughs> assaulting people. Okay, so you're saying this is why we went, we went away from yeah, the system. Yeah, I, I think you can do both. Okay, all right. I'm starting to see it your way. I mean, think about the cop that's got new teeth. He's like, well, this isn't great. <laughs> new teeth. He was also charged with being drunk and disorderly. He then joined the military during World War II and served for a bit. Oh, we're happy to have him. He got out and didn't offend for a while. And he got right back at it. Okay. In January 1951, he was charged with assault with intent to kill. Serious. That's a ser- like if yeah. you're attempting to kill someone, that's like a real deal. Assault. We've sort of turned away from the classy behavior, too. We were really, we're going back. We've, we've hit our peak with the perjury for a chauffeur's license. Yeah, for sure. No, no, chauffeur. Oh, for sure. I get it. Uh, and later that year, he was arrested for drunk driving. Okay, so... You know what? I feel like he would be on MSNBC on the weekends. Yeah. Extended lockup or something. No, because he never went to prison for any of this. Right. Every single charge was dismissed. And is this just because he... I don't know. He's lucky. I couldn't figure out... I couldn't... All that I could find out was all the crimes that he committed. Okay. I couldn't figure out anything else. Right, okay. Meanwhile, uh, he worked as a salesman. Maybe he's a hypnotist. He could be a hypnotist. He could be uh, a guy who throws down smoke clouds. Yeah, yeah. So he hypnotizes the judge, and then he gets the stenographer. Yeah. And then, yeah. Or he could be a time traveler. Also a great theory. Or a shapeshifter. Same thing. Come on. (laughs) He, uh, so he's a salesman, and then he drove a taxi for a while. So he's got his original job. Okay. Well, he lost his license a long time ago. It got back years ago. Okay. Um, uh, uh. I thought you, he worked I thought for drunk then, cabs. I thought back then, though, you... Oh, no, what am I saying? He's never been convicted of anything. Yeah, no. Right. Uh, so... By the way, that all sounds so crazy now, but Uber... Yeah. <laughs> literally anyone. No, Uber... There's a great letter that came out of uh, Uber today that everyone should read. That oh, the good. The woman who worked there wrote that really paints them in the great light. Stop oh, cool. using Uber. Uh, so, uh, oh, while he was driving a taxi, he picked up the nickname Catfish. Couldn't figure out why. Well, it's probably not for the same reasons you'd get it now. He started a fake Facebook and conned someone into meeting him? Come on. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, wow. Uh, but why is that called catfishing? That's called catfishing because... I right? don't know. 
I don't know. There's got to be a reason. Maybe it's because you think it's a cat and it turns out to be a fish. I look forward to all 60 people telling me. Yeah. yeah it'll be an obvious. Yeah, totally. That's, that's, that's going to be never, on Twitter for the next month. Never ask a question on the dollar. Yeah. Uh, in 1953, uh, Catfish, now we're going to call him Catfish. Okay. Catfish got married and he and his wife, of course, went to Southern. Mrs. Fish? Mrs. Fish. You saw the sitcom. Yeah. Great show. Uh, and then the two of them together, the couple, went to Southern Bible College in Marion, South Carolina. Great. <clears throat> Great college. Uh, Catfish was ordained into the ministry. Under the name Catfish? No, he was James Cole, but we're calling him Catfish. Okay. Reverend Catfish would be good, though. Yeah. Father Fish, call me Cat. Uh, he quickly began touring the Carolinas as a tent evangelist. Oh, God. The best. Catfish. That. Now, here we go. Also, you don't want to have a tent and say, like, put up a sign for catfish because people are like, oh, no. Oh, He's a catfish. man. Oh, no. Maybe we just think he was selling catfish. Maybe either. Yeah. Maybe that's how he got the name is he sold catfish out of his trunk. You should. Why his trunk? What? Well, how, where else are you going to keep the water? Fuck, I'm done with this conversation, <laughs> for sure. I'm over-questioned. How's the tank going to work? You gotta have a uh, tank buddy, move on. Okay. Uh, he also started doing his own radio show, a Sunday morning program called The Free Will Hour. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. And of course, it was at this time that he joined the Ku Klux Klan. Oh, God. <laughs> Welcome to WKKK in the mornings. Hey, I'm Catfish on the ones and twos. Uh, listen, everybody, uh, we're going to get into some drive-time traffic. A lot of ethnics clogging up the freeways, as per usual. Catfish? Yeah. Can we talk to you off air for a second? How was that? It's about your behavior with the traffic report. Well, that was good, right? Not good. Call it like I see it. All right. Tell you... them the truth. All right, get out it's of here. It's called telling the truth. Get out of here. Tell the truth traffic. Oh, God, put him in the trunk. Uh, can't. There's too many catfish in there. Uh, so he quickly moved up the ranks in the clan and rose to the rank of Grand Dragon of both North and South Carolina. You know what's great is when you rise up in the clan, it's almost like in reality you're rising, you're lowering. Yeah, because you sound You're just dumber. dropping further each, and further. With each rise up. And with the... And, and, and look, getting merit badges at the KKK is like, oh, you're an even huger prick. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, to rise up, you have to be a total douche. Yeah, the worst. Okay. So anyway, Catfish is in the KK. Is he spelling his name with a K now? No, but that was a joke that came later. Okay. started doing that as a joke. Uh, Oh, well, as long as uh, my humor's in line with the clans. (laughs) That's what matters. Starting in 1954, the clan began to turn up the heat after the Brown versus Board of Education ruling. The ruling led to forced integration of state public school system which led to whites being very angry and an increased membership in the Klan. Yeah, good. Yeah. Good stuff. What else are you going to do? you got to fight back. Yeah. Resistance! Good good old whitey. <laughs> good old whitey. Thank God for whitey. Uh, so this is obviously the South is super segregated at this point. And in 1956, uh, the KKK Atlanta Imperial Wizard, Eldon Edwards, who we had. Yep, we've had him over for dinner. Yep. Uh, a commissioned Reverend James Catfish Cole to oversee the reorganization of the Klan in the Carolinas. 
And soon Grand Dragon Catfish was leading huge rallies attended by as many as 15,000 people. Dude, because when you say Grand Dragon Catfish, people think they're going to see some sort of Game of Thrones beast. Look, Game... Grand Dragon Catfish uh, is playing at uh, Spaceland this week uh, on Friday. Look at him! <laughs> he's a dragon with whiskers who can go underwater and is purring! Uh, why can't that be a thing? And he's connected to God! How can that not be a... Why can't there be that? <laughs> a kid looks at me the other day and he goes, All I want, all I want is for Pokemon to be real. Wow. It's like, well, well, never going to happen. Well, uh, I got terrible news. You're going to need to lower your expectation, kid. And he goes, I'm going to ask Santa. And I'm like, dude, Santa can't. I was just telling someone this story about how when I was like seven, in my head, I like had this idea to build this like mega fort in Wisconsin, but we were in Florida. So my parents were like, oh, what are you going to ask Santa for? And I was like, a lot of wood. And they were like, uh, he might not give it to us while we're in Florida. I was like, he will. If I ask for it, he will give it. And they were like, uh, and then Christmas came. And I was like, I can't believe he didn't give me the wood. They're like, well, because we live so far away. I'm like, but he should know. He knows that I need wood. Whatever. Well, it better be in the yard when I get home. Like, I guarantee he's going to be like, I asked for a Pokemon. Yeah. He's like, Santa can do anything. I'm like, no, he can't. Well, that's when I can look, say the word and I can get back into the kids party costumes. Okay. Okay. Make this happen. So at rallies, cat, catfish would encourage... <coughs> I'm alive. Are you? Are you cold? No. At the rallies, <laughs> catfish, catfish would encourage violence against blacks and urge his followers to intimidate blacks any way possible. Well, what... Uh, not to be... Just a speech. But isn't that what, isn't that like all their speech? Isn't that like the whole thing? Like what else do they talk? Well, I mean, he, but you also are. All right. The person who wins the potato salad bake off. Well, so this is, this is a. uh, Which isn't baked. This is a resurgence of the clan. So he's sort of, you know. Because now there's a new. Members and he's like, you got to get out there. There's a new wrinkle too. Right. Right. And as you can tell, free speech totally works. Yeah. Because he's getting more and more people. Right. Uh, the Klan began driving in motorcades through black neighborhoods to terrify the people living there. Often cops went along for the ride, given the excuse they were just there to keep the peace. <laughs> wow. Well, that's a good sign. <laughs> well, that's got to help the black people who are like, oh, good, the cops are with uh, them. Whew. At least the cops are here to referee the fight that they fixed. But apparently hating black people wasn't enough, and Catfish began rallying people to go after Native Americans, who he felt were getting a pass, as they also benefited from forced integration. Right? Yeah, we we forced integrated. Uh, Well, I mean, if you look at it that way, that's... Worse! We didn't even integrate! We super forced (laughs) integrated. We we rape-agrated. No, it was was the worst integration ever. We inter-raped. I'll stop. (laughs) So his ire uh, began to be directed at uh, Robeson County, North Carolina, which is located on the North Carolina-South Carolina border and had a very large Native American population. Still does. Robeson County was unique because there was a tri-racial population of whites, blacks, and Native Americans. There were 40,000 whites, 30,000 Native Americans, and 25,000 African Americans who were segregated but all living within miles of each other. Okay. 
So it's perfect. They're all, everyone's separate and unequal. Right. Good. Great. Uh, the Native Americans. Uh, so okay. Well, I'll get back to that. Um, so each race had their own separate school system as well. Okay. So it's a totally segregated right place. The small town of Maxton was first settled by Scottish immigrants in the 1700s. Sort of settled. People were already living there. They kind of right d- double settled. Hey, we're moving in as well. Hello there. You're right. Uh, what? This is my house. No, no. It's our house. What? In the middle of our street. Come on, everyone. Our house <laughs> was a way we used to play. I don't want our this. house. Uh, okay. Sisters singing and... Uh, okay. Cut their heads off. What? We live here. Several tribes had, tribes had called the county their home for ages, but their true history is unknown. The earliest record of uh, the people living there refers to them as mulattoes. Uh, okay. An early book said they were a mix of white, black, and Indian. Others said they were a mixture of Indian and Portuguese. Okay. Portuguese slaves who lived more like sharecroppers were brought over in the 1600s, and some ended up migrating to the Carolinas. Either way, this tribe was considered mixed race, and many in North Carolina wanted to classify them as black in the early 1800s. Because you got to classify people. Well, yeah, well, that's the. They uh, got to classify. About, like, why? Well, then you know whether to be mean to them. Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry, Jim. Have you been classified black or white yet? Uh, yeah, I'm black. You son yeah, what bitch? I'm kidding. I'm white. Fu- oh, <laughs> no, I'm black. But why? I am fuck black. You. Oh, fuck yourself, dude. I'm white. <laughs> Let's go get a beer. I can. I'm black. You fucking animal. I'm done with this. <laughs> Uh, the tribe pushed back, obviously, against this classification. They had an issue? Yeah. Which yeah they are very... Can I say they are ah, very pushy? Thank you. Always very pushy. Well... They're like the network. They always have notes. Okay. Uh, so in... Okay. So in 1885... 1885? So in 1885... I may have I may have fucked up. It's going now. Though. The tribe were uh, recognized as uh, the Lumbee tribe of North Carolina. Right. They're named after the Lumber River that runs through the county. Okay. Because lumber. Right. Because so lumber Lumbee. You dropped. It's kind of like a pet name. You dropped the R. It's like a nickname. It's like a pet name. Like that's a- what I call. It. Yeah. That's a, yeah. Well, my lumberjack friends, I call them Lumbees. <laughs> Where the Lumbies going after work? How do you? I'm like a Lumbie groupie. Well, where 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 you see the Lumbie? Redwoods? Right around here? There'll be no more questions. The reason they were recognized uh, as the Lumbie was because after Reconstruction, there was a biracial populist movement growing. The movement threatened to bring together poor whites, blacks, and possibly the Lumbie. God forbid. Could you imagine all the poor people getting together? Ugh. Oh, be a real, God, then you have uh, socialism, and then start... people are happy like in Sweden. Yeah. It's and then the better. meatballs come. It's much better. Then the meatballs come. I'm just saying, it's much better if the poor people are tearing each other apart. Right. So that is the plan. The plan is that 
a nuclear option to stop the pores from yeah, basically. Some, from ignore like the last thing you want is for them to ignore race. How do we stop the pores yeah. from getting together? Which that is was... really what our system is set up for. It's oh, like it's the, the more that you just are like, no, 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 you hate each other. You hate each other as we're all like poor as fuck. You know, they're like, no, no, you guys still hate each other though. And we're like, yeah, I do. I don't agree with you on that. It's like, no, no, they left through the back of the bank an hour ago <laughs> while you guys were shouting about lollipop options. Yeah, seriously. So to thwart this coming together of these, these groups, all the poors, Democratic State Representative Hamilton McMillan came up with an idea to officially recognize the Indians of Robinson County as the, well, let's say the Lumbee Indians, and create a separate system of schools for them. Right. So they're getting... Lumbee High. Right. So they're getting a separate status. They're getting Lumbee High. They're getting Lumbee uh, Middle School. They're getting L- Little Lumbee Elementary. Right. Right. Little Lumbee. Little Lumbee. Right. Uh, so, <coughs> so they get separate status, which gives them a social status above blacks but below whites. It's the sweet spot. The sweet, middle, real sweet spot. It's the super sure. sweet spot. Right. So you're not okay. getting you're not getting the 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 Jim Crowish nightmarish laws that the blacks are getting. Uh, you probably you probably your schools are probably a little bit better. It's like off. finishing second on Jeopardy. It's like finishing second on Jeopardy. More than the last guy. Yeah, that's right. You're not the guy that got less than out. the four day champ. Yeah. Every right. time I've been on at midnight, I've been I've come in third. They, you can they, say last. They're, they cheat. They they cheat. Okay. All right. It's, it's a cheater show. Is it a cheater show? I feel like. Uh, so uh, the Lumbee then voted for McMillan and his fellow Democrats, who remember are total racists, right? They're the Democrats. They're fucking racists. Right. But again, and are they? They're they're, but they're making a deal with the devil. Right. So they're getting to have their own school system. The Lumbee. Yeah. The Lumbee are saying. We will take your deal. We're taking your deal. Right. We're going to get the middle status. Right. Get our own schools. We know we're not going to finish last. We know we're not going to finish first. Right. Right. By the end of the 19th century, the Indians of Robinson County, as they called themselves, had established schools in 11 of their principal settlements. So it worked. After Catfish made Indians the new target, clan cars began cruising through the Lumbee neighborhoods of Maxton, St. Paul, and Red Springs. Okay. So they're doing like late night, maybe dusk. Sure. I don't think it's afternoon. But they're just doing like drive-bys, but with their voices. Yeah, they drive by, they go, you're all bad. Or yeah, say, right. Yeah. We hate you. You, you. you were here before us, but go fuck yourselves. Like stuff like that. Hey, Danny, let's talk about what you shot at the window next time. Okay. Yeah. But before I shot it? Yeah, yeah. We should workshop some Hey, stuff. we came to your land, and then now you're Hey, worse. hey, 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 hey. Huh? hey. Quit talking about how it's their land. Right. The whole thing is no, we I'm don't saying, care. I, not their land. I was saying that they were here first. Yeah, th- but shut yeah, up about that part. I don't think anybody. Is, I don't like to hear their rationale. I don't want to hear their it's side not their of the rationale. Argument. That's actually history, my man. I understand, but we're not talking about that. They don't have to be better than us just because they were here first. Wait I'm a minute. Saying, Let's take the hood off. He's a lumbee. Oh, shit. He's a lumbee. God damn it. So, former mayor of Maxton quote. They wanted to. They wanted you to see them. They wanted you to be afraid of them, and a lot of people were afraid. So, with integration, Catfish uh, put a target on the Lumbee. Right? Okay, right. Catfish told a reporter, "Quote: There's about thirty thousand half breeds 
up in Robeson County, and we are going to have some cross burnings and scare them up. But he just told the reporter that. So, and that is that is like what is going on. Like that's what's goes on. That's what's always been going on. Is the idea that uh, if it's interesting. Even if it's shitty, a reporter will want to talk to someone about it, yeah, and yeah, it'll yeah. put it on your TV, yeah. and it'll normalize it further, yeah. and you'll go, oh, it's not that crazy to hate the Lumbee. It's not the fella on the TV hated him. All they're doing is driving around and scaring them in cars. All right. Look, they said they were going to do it. Come on. They're going to have some cross burnings. What's wrong with that? Also, cross burnings are... Uh, but uh, they are very... <laughs> they're nothing more than... Like they're they're like they're, they're nobody's ever on like they're, it's like TPing a house yeah I'm, right it's a lot like just sh- it's a lo- it's like you're like hey it's gonna be real annoying tomorrow <laughs> huh? oh man hey hey Lumby good luck cleaning up the cross <laughs> oh man we have really oh nobody heard him nobody heard him no don't touch no. a hair on their body on that note. It would be reverse intimidating if someone put a cross on your front lawn and set it on fire. If you grabbed some marshmallows and sticks oh. and came outside and just started cooking Thanks. it. Thanks. Thank you. Whoa. Like they wouldn't know what to do with that. Hiya. Uh, what's. No, you're supposed to be scared. What I am is warm. Hey, wait. Hey, hey, hey. I'm hey, making marshmallows. Hey. Do you like s'mores, boys? Uh, do you like s- don't talk to them. Take your hood off. Get some s'mores. I love s'mores. Yes, you do. All right. <laughs> stab, 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 stab. So, uh, oh, in fun. January... 19- fun with the clan. Uh, so, on a night in January 1958, Catfish and several clansmen invited a local reporter, a local reporter to accompany them while they, quote, sent a message about race mixing to the Lumbies, who started out as... when. The white man got there, they were already a mixed-race people. Yeah. So you're sending a message to someone right. who was like that when you got there. Well, Dave, I think when, you, when you're when you dealing with reporters, <laughs> anything can be breaking news. So that night they Bill burnt- Cosby wasn't a racist until Hannibal Burris repeated it. And then everyone was like, oh, what we should to- talk about this. What do you mean, what happened to Cosby? Uh, we should... Nothing. He's got a new show okay. where he plays a blind rapist. Oh. And it's called Real Life. We'll talk after. Uh, we'll talk after. We'll talk after. That night, they burned a cross in the community of St. Paul at a Native American woman's home because she was dating a white man. Learned your lesson yet? Huh? <laughs> Woo! Look at this thing! Woo! Close your curtains, lady! You date a white man, you're going to have to clean up burned wood in the form of Jesus. How dare you love someone not like you? Wow. Unbelievable. Emboldened. I wonder what it's like to love. (laughs) I mean, yeah, screw him. Screw him, man. Emboldened, Catfish then gave a speech denouncing the loose morals of lumpy women and warning that venereal disease could be spread to the white population by their well-known promiscuity. So the okay, so the the racist men mm-hmm. are concerned yes. 
that sex with this race that we want to have nothing to do with might give you VD. Right. So so we hate them for everything. They're awful. They are devil people. Here's, here's the also, when you fuck them, uh, watch out. You yeah. might burn when you piss. Here's the deal. They're awful people. Right. And when you fuck them, they give you venereal. Right. So, okay. So that's almost makes them, because I hate them, but then when I fuck them, like I have to go to the doctor. Dave, do me a favor. I don't want you to ever be around another dog again. Okay. The dogs are the worst. Don't ever be around a dog again. Also, if you're around it, take Claritin. It'll help your allergies. Thank you. Okay. I thought you were going to say I was a dog fucker. Oh, boy. I thought that's you mean the dog talking. catcher's enemy? You better hope the dog catcher gets them before the dog fucker does, because one of them ends up in the pound, the other one in the ground. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Sorry. Shit got dark, man. Yeah. It rhymed, though. Catfish and the clan tried to intimidate... We'll be right back after these messages. <laughs> the name That has got to be the name of a band. Catfish and the there. clan is brought to you by Hoods. <laughs> Uh, so they didn't try, try to intimidate Lumbee men by burning a cross at a tavern the Lumbee were known to drink at. So okay. now they're doing a that. A Lumbee bar. Uh, Catfish then openly denounced the Lumbee men as, quote, lazy, drunken, and prone to criminal activity. Right. From, from, from Catfish. From Dr. Crime. From, yeah, from Mr. Crime. From who, the guy who had to replace a cop's teeth. Yeah. Who, had he been black or uh, Native American, would have been in prison the yeah. first crime yeah. instead of the 30 he got away with. <laughs> I mean, dude, yeah. he perjured himself to be a chauffeur. Well, he was clearly going to court going, I'm white. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Couldn't tell under that hood. A few nights later. Slap his wrist. Uh, with a reporter in tow. So they have another reporter or the same one. A new reporter? They might be the same one. I don't know. They went to the home. I think they're killing these reporters. I hope so. Okay. They went to the home of a Native American family who had just moved into a white neighborhood and burned another cross. Good. They, so uh, a lot of wood they're going through. Yeah. You uh, want to be the lumber liquidators near oh, these guys. Right? Yeah. Think of the Klan now had the Lumbee frightened. Catfish told the reporter that he was planning on a large Klan rally the following weekend somewhere in or near Maxton, which was the heart of the Lumbee community. At the rally, Catfish planned to speak about the, quote, mongrelization of the races and to tell his followers to, quote, put the natives in their places. That's his I have a dream. Yeah, that's his I have a dream speech. You can watch it on YouTube. It's, it's, very, it's very moving. Very good. You've never seen a catfish in a robe give a better speech. Yeah. When the local sheriff heard about the plan, he drove down to South Carolina to try to talk some sense into Catfish. He told Catfish that... This was not a good idea because the Lumbee were not the sort to take a lot of shit. <laughs> but Catfish decided to go ahead with his rally anyway and made a public statement. I want to have my rally anyway. Quote, I am, for, I am for segregation. Okay. And Wait. And he called them half niggers. Wait. What? Yeah. I'm for segregation? Okay. Oh, right. Sorry. You're getting it mixed up. I thought he just said the most contradictory thing yeah. in the world. I'm for integration. I don't drink. I'll have a Jameson. Uh, this, this speech just infuriated the Lumbee more. The location of the rally was supposed to be secret, but the Lumbees learned of it and went and waited. But the clan Maybe found, it was the reporter. It might have been. Might have been that it was on the news that night. <laughs> but the clan found out the location, uh, found out that the Lumbee knew the location, and uh, they called it off. Okay. That was Friday night. The next night, uh, Sanford Locklear, who was a Lumbee, was in a barbershop when he heard the location and time of that night's rally. 
The rat- so, so they're really they're, they're, they're not uh, keeping secrets. Yeah. There's a lot of leaks in the clan. There's a lot of just like guys we're still talking. trying to find the leakers. You go into the uh, you go into the thing at day thirty night out at the old uh, Jenkins farm. Yeah, don't tell this lumby next to me though. Okay. Hey, see you there. We're not gonna be there. Hey, we're gonna be there. Not you though, lumby. The rally was supposed to start at eight thirty p.m. The first clan cars pulled onto a small road that led around Hayes Pond and parked near the middle of the barren cornfield. About ten. Who was the opening dragon? <laughs> <laughs> But ten clansmen got out of their cars. Uh, only one was wearing... A- Which I, I'm picturing as like what happens with a clown car, except with clansmen, where they're just driving around in circles as clowns mm. and balloon, like balloons are just flying out of windows as clowns yeah. are just getting out I mean, with just, poodles. Just 30... 30 honking, clans. honking clan hoods. Clan circus. Have you been to clan circus? It's really good. You gotta go to clan college first. Yeah. They have the white rope walker, oh. the... Um, He's pretty much the only act. <laughs> uh, uh, so another was dressed like a cowboy. Most were wearing heavy winter jackets because it was supposed to be in the mid-20s that night. Okay. So it's cold. So, okay. <laughs> Might want to get like a, you know, like a room. Anyway, I'll yeah. stop. I'll stop. Uh, they all had guns also. Good. The Klansmen were very confident, as Catfish had told them at least 500 would show up that night, and they were clearly used to intimidation. One of the clans said to a reporter, quote, you better be careful. We'd hate to is shoot this, the wrong man. Do they just, is one of them, is the, did they kidnap a reporter? No, I think that the reporters just love a story. Just this one reporter who's just like smoking meth, yeah. like, I can't wait to see this to the end. It's going to be great. Or he now has developed some sort of weird, like fast, like love oh, of catfish. In. Yeah, well, he's embedded. He's embedded. He's in. Hey, catfish, um, I got some of those stains out of your hood. I feel like I'm part of you, part of your gang. Hey, do you think, um, I don't know if this is crazy or whatever. Oh, never mind. Well, do you have... Do you have ropes for reporters? Hey, like a like um, I don't temp, know, like a temp, pink one or like a blue one or one or a white one that just says press on the side. Do you have temp temps? So temp ropes? I don't know. Do you hire temps? I'll just wear this ghost outfit. Hi. Hey. Oh, sorry. Let's take it from the top. Got it. Here I am being that guy again. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I just like. Do you want a beer? It's a great story. Oh God, I don't even. Do you drink? I don't. I do. We both do. God, it's so good to get out of the studio and just like. Pick your brain, catfish. I mean, you were just like, yeah. I bet you get all the girls and any anyone you want. Oh, what's under that robe? I always ask myself. Let me have a look. I'm going to sleep. Oh, God, an actual catfish? (laughs) (laughs) Tell no one my secret. That would be the best thing ever. The Klansmen got busy setting up their little rally environment. They put a light pole and hung a single bulb from it. Okay, so everything the decorations are set. They set up a PA system with a phonograph and plugged them into a small portable generator. Yeah, so like we're saying, beautiful scene. It's they like al- Woodstock. They also hung a three by five foot white banner that had KKK on it. Hey, well, so they're, they're setting up. This yeah, is a, it's good. They know how to. They know how to decorate it. Also, rally. can I say this? No matter how you're spacing out KK and K, mm-hmm. it's too small for a banner. I agree. Either you have a lot of, like, give on each side, bookending it, or your yeah. Ks are too far apart. It's fucked up. You sound like a stutterer. Over the next hour or so, more and more Klansmen pulled into the vacant corn lot. In three cars. Some parked near the light pole, and they started gathering there in the center of the field. But most of the cars, the vast majority of cars, each carrying three to six people, parked alongside the road on the edge of the field. These were the Lumbies. Hmm. Most of the Lumbies present that night were men, but a few women also went, including Pauline Locklear. Quote, 
It was something to see. I guess I was a rebel at the time. The drivers and passengers waited inside the cars with the engines running to keep them warm. Smart tactic. Yeah. By 8 o'clock, the number of Lumbee cars on the road greatly outnumbered the clan on the field. Okay. But because it was dark and the clansmen couldn't see outside their little light cone, they didn't know how many were there. Oh, God. <laughs> Fuck. I mean... <sighs> and nowhere near... When the... ego meets reality. <laughs> <laughs> and nowhere near the 500 expected clansmen had shown up. The number was closer to 100. They should have little, like, firefly lights on there. <laughs> the Robeson County Sheriff, who had driven down to South Carolina... Sorry, I just realized it's Robeson? Robeson, yeah. And they're all in KKK robes? Oh, I didn't think about that. Or it's Robson, Robson or Robson. Either way, it's a I little think close. It's Robson. I think it's Robson. Well... Um, yeah, I didn't think about that. Get your uh, robe, son! So, uh, the guy had driven down to talk to Catfish, remember him? Yeah. Uh, so he's there, standing with a couple of his deputies near Catfish, just outside the main circle of Klansmen. A dozen highway patrol officers, who were told only to move if trouble started, were out of sight about a mile down the road. So, okay. So basically out of... Yeah, they're hiding out. Right. Right. And Catfish continued to prepare for the rally. He rehearsed his Put speech. salt water in his gills, rehearsed the speech... On the evils of integration. Beautiful speech. Then the PA system played Christian hymns, including oh. Kneel at the Cross. Because oh, this is something Jesus would love. Uh, yeah. Uh, Seriously. About, Remember Jesus? Oh, Jesus was like... Uh, it's a huge racist. Uh, first of all, I'm super brown. Yeah. Secondly, <laughs> I hate me. Yeah. Uh, about 50 minutes before the rally was supposed to start, the Lumbees got out of their cars and started walking across the dark field towards the Klansmen. Oh, yes. Yes. About 400 not-at-all-pleased Native Americans slowly oh, and deliberately walked towards the Klan. <sighs> Most of the Lumbees wore Dan-un. heavy winter coats, leather jackets, and fedora hats. It's great. It's the best. Yeah, and remember, they're coming from all sides. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's, it's great. They were armed with rocks, sticks, and guns. Oh. The Lumbee then started taunting the Klansmen, and yelling things like, We want coal! And goddamn the KKK! Obviously not what the Klan is used to. Right, they're like, ha ha! Nope, this is not why I joined! Sorry! I did not join for this! You guys can't have any of the punch or donuts either! The clan members responded by calling the Lumbees half niggers. It's not a it's just not it's not a great it's not witty. At this point, well, they're not generally that side is not witty. Oh, come on. Have you seen the memes the alt-right makes? Yeah, they're very hilarious. <laughs> I mean, look, if they could get the theirs down. At this point, the uh, sheriff pulled Catfish aside and said, "Quote you know how it is. I can't control the crowd with the few men I've got. I'm not telling you to hold the, hold the meeting, but... Hold the meeting, dumbass. I'm not telling you not to hold the meeting, but uh, you see how it is. <laughs> and it was pretty clear. The Klan was now completely surrounded by hundreds of people they were supposed to intimidate. And Catfish refused to call it off. Great. The Lumbee slowly moved forward, inching closer and closer. And as the minutes ticked by, hundreds of Lumbee... 
circled the Klansmen. By 825, the two groups were close enough to see each other's faces in the glow of the light pole. So now they're really getting... Now, now the like, Klansmen are really like, oh, there's a lot of these guys. So... Because they can't... Yeah. Remember, like, if you're on a stage or oh, you, yeah. you just have light, you can't see all that far out. And so as the minutes get closer, they're like, oh, this is a big crowd. Oh. Hey, you guys, are you scared of us yet? Wear your robes. Oh, I think some of I think of I think just the first car that showed up had one robe, but I think a lot of them put on robes now. So there's a few in robes now. There's a few, just, which is great. It's great. It's great to put your target on. Rifles clicked, guns were locked and loaded. Reporters readied their cameras for whatever was going to go down. It was now just moments before the scheduled rally start time. Sanford Locklear, Neil Lowry, and. Uh, Simeon Oxendine were the young lumbry, lumby, who were leading this this uh, this group. Right, right? Okay. they're the leaders who put all this together. Sanford and his brother-in-law stepped forward and asked the clan what they were doing. Catfish said, "Quote: We come. Hi, hey, 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 we are." Listening to records. Hey, hey. We came out here red leather, yellow leather. Red leather, yellow leather. We came here to listen to Christian records. Hey. And talk about love. Okay. Hi. Hey. Hi. This is awkward. So Catfish said, quote, we come to talk to these people. And Sanford said, quote, well, you ain't going to talk to these people tonight. <laughs> and Catfish said, yes, I am. And Sanford said, no, you ain't. <laughs> Sanford then pushed Catfish. And pulled out his pistol okay. and pointed it at Catfish. He told Catfish, quote, I'll kill you before you have a speech. Oh, wow. Then Sanford's brother-in-law shot the light bulb with a shotgun, and everything went dark. Genius move. Sanford kicked the phonograph over, and then he told the young Lumbee boy to spit in Catfish's face and take the record player. <laughs> I mean... More effective than a cross. <laughs> I had a kid spit in your mouth, you loser. Take his record. <laughs> oh, so the and kid- we're going to take your record player, Catfish. <laughs> I just don't have the boy spit in my face again, sir. The kid did not spit in his face, but he did grab the record player and run off. Ugh. Now, in the darkness, there was a brief moment of silence, and then rifle shots and shotgun blasts filled the air. The Lumbee were shooting their guns into the air to scare the shit out of the clan. And it worked. Fist fights broke out. Most of the clansmen, though, freaked and ran. Photographers' flashbulbs popped off, creating a strobe light effect. The clansmen rushed at Sanford, who shot... A clansman rushed at Sanford, who shot at him. That one ran off. Sanford then turned around and two more clansmen were approaching. They had their pistols holstered. He pointed his gun at them and told them to drop their guns, which they did. Then they ran off. (laughs) Meanwhile, Catfish ran as fast as he could into the trees. I want to see him get into water and just be unbelievably aquatic. (laughs) Okay, so sorry. So the catfish is in the trees. Catfish runs into the trees, leaving his wife behind in the car. (laughs) This dude is... (laughs) This guy... I mean, can you get a comic strip for this guy? Many of the clansmen dropped their guns and ran off, leaving their wives and kids behind, who who were all in the cars staying warm. Ugh. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> fucking asshole. I mean, just like... 
Because it was so dark, some of the clansmen ran straight into Hayes. And they Pond. hate black. <laughs> <laughs> they ran straight into Hayes Pond in the freezing cold. Oh my god. Catfish's wife Carolyn, now abandoned, turned on the car and floored it, hysterically driving straight into a big ditch and got stuck. Oh god, Jesus. Meanwhile, the sheriff's it's, it's, How's it going at this rally? Everything's well? <laughs> it's not great. Are you sure? Meanwhile, the sheriff stood there and didn't say a word. He just stood and watched. That's within we'll minutes, take it. Yeah, within minutes, the state highway patrol arrived, some armed with submachine guns. With the sheriff, they restored order. After uh, talking to the law, Sanford ordered the, all the guns they had confiscated from the Klan and their own guns be put into the sheriff's trunk. Law enforcement ended up with two trunk loads full of guns. By 9 p.m., the field was once again calm and quiet. Some lumpy men so, felt so sorry for Catfish's wife, they helped her get her car out of the ditch. <laughs> no one was seriously hurt. Four Klansmen were slightly wounded. Uh, Pauline Locklear recalled, quote, It was unreal. I am still puzzled that no one got killed. Yeah, it is pretty crazy. Only one man was arrested, Klansman James Martin, a tobacco plant worker. He was arrested for public intoxication and carrying a concealed weapon. Well, I, I this is what I like. Don't understand yeah. about the clan. Yeah. It's like it. You just it feels like holding in the NFL. Like you could call it on every play. What you mean, being drunk or just like that? They they all have guns. They're all like they're all law break. Like they're well, usually they were part of the law. I mean, they were one and the same. R that's what I mean. So but it's like when you they're coming from somewhere else now. So they're coming into a community that right. is 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 segregated but, and and happy the way it is. But all I would I'm I'm I would guess that a lot of those clansmen were shit faced and had guns. Yeah, right. So I it's just I sort of like. I think that most, it's like tag. You're well, just like, oh out, no! They go out and they get drunk and they and they burn flags and they shoot off their guns because they think people are going to be intimidated. But the one the one time someone's not intimidated, you see what they fucking are. Yeah, no, they're it's just great. Drunk, stupid pussies. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> also the, getting those robes on the water. Uh, Ooh, more cold. The Lumbee then threw a party in the field. They took everything the clan left behind, including hoods and robes, and burned it, it all in a bonfire. It became an all-night party, party, and the media was there to document it. Uh, a photo of two Lumbee tribesmen, Charles Weirax and Simeon Oxidine, was taken. They had wrapped themselves in the KKK banner and were smiling from ear to ear. Oxidine was wearing his military hat from his time served in World War II, and the photo ran in papers and magazines all over the country, including Life magazine. Uh, this is satisfying. A week later, Sheriff McLeod announced that he would seek an arrest warrant for James Catfish Cole and others. A grand jury in Robeson County. A grand dragon jury or a grand, a grand, grand jury? jury? In Robeson County, uh, the next day, charged Catfish James Martin and others unknown to the state for inciting a riot. Judge L Lacey Maynard who happened to be a Lumbee. <laughs> oh, yes. Fined Martin $60 and gave him a 60-day suspended sentence for public drunk drunkenness and carrying a concealed weapon. Catfish, being the man that he was, had fled to his home in South Carolina. There he was arrested, posted bond, and announced he was going to fight extradition. He remained defiant, calling the Lumbee, quote, lawless mongrels 
and he criticized the sheriff for failing to intervene in the confrontation. Ugh, what a pussy. <laughs> Such a pussy. Ugh. Then a week later, trying to wipe out the national humiliation he and the Carolina clan were suffering, Catfish announced plans for another clan rally in Robeson County. He said <laughs> this time it would be different. Because it's during the day. Catfish said, quote, it will be the greatest clan rally the clan has ever had. <laughs> I expect there will be more than 5,000 clansmen there and probably more. Clansmen <laughs> all over the South are pretty upset. Oh, man. But it's the cult leader losing his grasp. Yeah. I, talked to, I talked to Jesus this morning. He assured me everything's fine. There's going to be a double rally. <laughs> but public opinion, opinion had turned against Catfish. The governor denounced the Klan in a press conference. There would be no rally the next week. The rally at Hayes Pond was the last rally the KKK would ever hold in Robeson County. Wow. Regardless of what Catfish wanted, the Lumbee had scared the Klan off for good, and now they had a reputation. The intended rally had the opposite effect. Ugh. An unnamed North Carolina police officer, police chief, told Life Magazine, quote, the rally developed a bond of friendship between the whites and Indians here that has never developed before. So he brought people together yeah, this because, is, again, this they is... were from outside the community coming in and trying to pull a bunch of shit. And everyone's like, they're not that fucking, they've always been here, they're not that bad. And that is really what is like, that's like for all the terrible stories of race that we've talked about on this. Huh? These are, yeah, I don't know if you've ever listened back. Uh, but then there's this, and this, tr that is so, tr like, that truly is it. It's like the more that uh, you make these wedge issues make us believe we are different and then you're like, no, we all just hate the claim. Like, right. whatever it is, it's like, no, we hate you. The source of division. Rich people. Yeah. Catfish was extradited and tried for inciting a riot and legal possession of a firearm. And was sentenced to deep frying. He was found guilty and sentenced to two years in jail. In 1959, Catfish's wife published a letter asking for funds to help with her husband's appeal. Oh. In it, she described the Battle of Hayes Pond as she saw it. Oh? Quote, A group of kinky-haired so-called Indians invaded on leased land, shot up the segregation meeting with shotguns, rifles, and pistols, and stole my husband's speaking equipment. <laughs> Oh, mom came to school to get the jacket back. <laughs> he did not win his appeal. After he got out, Catfish was shamed out of the area and moved to Virginia. Was he gutted? He, oh, that would have been so great. Oh. Uh, he tried several uh, uh, different uh, jobs briefly. Stand up, mailman. Detective. Usual. Detective? And in a print shop. He made <laughs> continued attempts to regain his prominence in the KKK, but never again regained his power he had lost when he was beaten by the Lumbee. Wow. After the Battle of Hayes Pond, the KKK saw a drop in membership and power. In 1965, President Lyndon Johnson delivered a speech that denounced the KKK and their influence dwindled in coming decades. Catfish moved back to South Carolina in 1965 and died in 1967 from injuries sustained in a car crash. The current estimate... Too many people in it? Yeah. 94 guys. Yeah, that's going to do it. The current estimate of Klan members is between 5,000 and 10,000 members, and they mostly operate in the Deep South. Today, the Lumbee tribe has nearly 55,000 members and is still very active politically in Robeson County, 
The Battle of Hayes Pond is now celebrated every year as an official holiday for the tribe. It's great. It's fucking awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. That's so good. There you go. There's a lot That's of talk good. about free speech and, and if violence works. Uh, I think every situation is different. I think that's very true, because it's easy to say that there is, uh, yeah, I think... Every situation is different. Yeah. And this is an example of when... <laughs> it worked! Not only did it work, they took his record player. <laughs> Excuse me, you stole my son's marbles at school! Uh, uh, well... The clan are bumbling idiots. Oh, what? Do you have any evidence? Nope. Okay. Um, anyway, sign up for my newsletter. Yeah. Uh, we sign. Clansmen? No. No. <laughs> I mean, we'll write fuck you on them. We'll sign clown cars. <laughs> oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this, uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army. To join me for, I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th. Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it let's see you there hey there people listening to the dollop uh this is gareth yes the same guy i listen i have a new podcast called we're here to help that i'm doing with my friend jake johnson it's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't but we try to help people with problems that are important to them you can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts and it is out right now so go listen to we're here to help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. 